Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their world. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Family business and the crisis of, they didn't prepare me for that. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. And today we're joined by Brent Patmos. He is committed to the people that have defined family business as their livelihood. As the principal and CEO of Perpetual Development, Inc., Brent guides the leaders of privately held and family-owned businesses through transition and evolution. Central to his approach, leaders need to think more intentionally and explore beyond what they know to propel sustainability and performance beyond their watch. Brent is also part of the Complete Leader Faculty. Brent, great to have you with us today. Dale, good to be here. Thanks so much. So we're talking about this idea of family businesses and the question, they didn't prepare me for that. How, how did you get involved and, and what really propelled you down the path of helping people in family business? Well, I always say that uh, ties back to the roots of my family. I drove a uh, yellow Dodge van that's what I learned to drive in when I was 16 years old. My mother owned a flower shop called Flower a Day Florist. The van was affectionately known as Daffy Duck. Could I do anything else but help family businesses with that kind of beginning? So that's where I began. I uh, did that. My grandfather was a doctor and an entrepreneur his entire life. And from the time I was in high school and graduated from college, uh, the only organizations that I've worked for are either privately held or family owned. And when I began this company 16 years ago, it was a natural extension and it's where my passion and purpose reside. So I've got to ask the question, did you find a crisis or discover a crisis in your family business that also led you to this place? Yeah, I mean, whenever you're dealing with family and business in the same sentence, there's always a crisis. It's a crisis of relationship, it's a crisis of communication, and perhaps at times crisis is a bit of a strong word, but it represents some distress at some level. And so no family business, just like no family, is immune from the factors that impact people, uh, both logically and emotionally in family business. Basically part of the human condition. I mean, Absolutely. we say we're all coming into a crisis in the midst of a crisis or coming out of a crisis. Absolutely correct. So when we talk about this crisis of they didn't prepare me for that, tell us what that means and, and how, how, how the, the listener should process that. Well, let's, if we think about this in terms of leaders, owners of those companies, in many cases, that feeling of they didn't prepare me for that leaves them feeling overwhelmed. It leaves them feeling underprepared. And they recognize that in that family business structure, there's often no they to step in and prepare them. It's a sentiment I hear over and over again in varying forms, and I've heard it throughout the years in my work with family-owned businesses. You know, what you experience is that a family, as a family business owner, they don't prepare you to, and then there comes a litany of things. You know, some of the things that we hear are hand over the company you've spent the better part of your life building and leading. They didn't prepare me to choose the right leaders to continue the family legacy. 
They didn't prepare me to deal with the sudden death of a family member who's a critical part of the business. They didn't prepare me to fire a relative or to have to communicate unpleasant news to a relative if that's what needs to be done. They didn't uh, prepare me to work with incoming leaders who have new, fresh ideas that somehow seem counter to everything that we've done in the past. It's almost as if this culmination or this building effect has come into play. And as a new leader in family business, they, put that in quotation marks, don't prepare you for forging your own way in many cases, for leading authentically and differently while still honoring the leadership of the past. There's a lot that goes into the statement they didn't prepare me for that. And interestingly enough, that statement came from a client who uh, uttered those exact words when he chose to work with us. And uh, he said specifically, nobody has directed me on how to consistently grow the company and decide which new opportunities to pursue. And when you consider the fact that they don't necessarily line up to teach you how to manage these complex family dynamics that undoubtedly complicate matters within the organization, then you've got some sorting out to do because we've got to be able to help them make sense of that. And what they quickly recognize is that they have to be the they, and it requires them to be intentional about preparing themselves. And that's part of the privilege we have of working with owners and leaders within family-owned and privately held companies. I want to relay a, a personal experience as we talk through this. I had a friend who owned a business and he passed away suddenly and upon his passing uh, we saw that he had put a number of pieces in place had thought through and was intentional and there was there was basically a book on the shelf that the those left behind were able to pull and immediately put into place actions that kept the company up and running and and effectively transferred it. And this was a family-owned business. And as I, you know, it was a, about a month later, I stopped in to, to just have a conversation with the folks and let them know we were thinking of them. And and we talked through, you know, what, what gave you peace of mind through the process. And it was that the owner who passed away was very intentional through this. And so I saw it as an opportunity. I said, hey, when you're ready, would you share your story with other business owners? And the, the person who was then the, the new CEO of the business said, absolutely. This is so important. We want other businesses to see what this means. And so we put together a, a lunchtime workshop, advertised it widely. We brought in this business, the resulting business owner, to share the story. We brought in uh, a person, a business uh, consultant who knew how to, to work through this process. And we brought in an attorney who really... Uh, specialized in this, and we could not get anybody in the room. There might have been five people who showed up. And I came to the realization that we, we as human beings, have a tough time thinking about our mortality, just in that, that goes personally and for our businesses. So when do you see people walk in your door? Is it is it really with this, hey, they didn't prepare me for this? Or is it the intentional piece where, hey, I'm looking down the road, I want to be sure I'm ready? You know, great question, because your story mimics so much of, you referred to human condition earlier, mm -hmm. it mimics so much of the human condition. Uh, 
you know, let's connect the dots. Not long ago, I heard somebody in a situation when asked, what is your sustainability, your succession plan? And basically, he jokingly, with a good laugh and a grumble, said, uh, my succession plan is that I will live forever, and if that doesn't work, see option B. And, you know, people sit sort of uncomfortably between the recognition that that's sort of funny and that if that's the serious nature of the approach, that there's a distress that it's in, that's inevitable. And so when you look at the situation that you've conveyed, uh, I give kudos, by the way, to that business owner, because think about what he did for his family. Think oh. about what he did for the leadership of that company in reducing the stress. When do people come to us? We're, we're very fortunate in the fact that awareness leads people who are thoughtful to our doorstep in the midst of, let's call it their best times or their most successful times. When we see our clients coming to us most often, it's when they are stepping back from that success and they're taking an opportunity to look at how they might move forward in the future and to, just like your friend did in your illustration, plan and create a dynamic of awareness for the people that will follow them. So the people listening to this, they're looking to be high-performing leaders. This is the type of thinking that they're doing. So, so how do leaders, especially of family businesses, better prepare themselves to avert such a crisis? Well, I love where you went with this, so I'm going to pick right up there because this is really how we boil it down to four uh, components. First, it's purposeful thinking. Second, it's intentional planning. Third, it's active doing. And fourth, it's effective measuring. What did your illustration highlight? It highlighted the purposeful intent in someone doing something and allowing people to, you be, I believe you said, pick up the book off the shelf and apply what had been designed. And that's really kind of the optimum approach. Because when we look at the most successful family business owners and leaders that I've worked with, we refer to this as the think, plan, do, measure process. And the key is the active process of all four. The most effective leaders think actively about the future. Tie it right back to your friend. Planning for how they want to change, how they want to do things differently, how they might even recommend that people shake up their world in the, uh, in the picture afterward, all in a good way. And then they do. They set people, if, even if you watch them in their organization as they're operating currently, they believe that if they execute, if they make things happen, and they have put this intentional, purposeful thinking, this intentional, purposeful planning, and now they are actively doing and engaging, they're going to be able to effectively measure the outcome. And then you'll see them many times. They loop around after they've measured their progress, assessing where they are and where, uh, whether they've been successful, and guess what they do again? They start that cycle once or many times more, and they're off to the races again on thinking, planning, doing, and measuring. Why? Because it's a component of process 
that they understand so clearly. And one note that I would make is that the foundational element to the process is really about thinking differently. They are willing to look at their organizations objectively. And what we'll see many times is that what separates the companies who thrive into the future, it, it really isn't luck or it's not chance. That's why they approach us when they do in many cases. Sometimes it's not even working harder, which is a cornerstone so often of uh, these organizations and the families and the leaders that make them up. Oftentimes, it's a willingness to be open, to step back, to assess what's really going on, and to say, how could this be done better into the future? And it's learning that intricate balance of family dynamics, people, and processes that we talked about earlier. Let me give you an example. Successful family companies are built generally by driven individuals, driven individuals with great ideas and the energy to grow their vision into something bigger than themselves. They understand the foundation of people. They understand the importance of people. The businesses become in so many ways, as you and I have talked about earlier, a part of the families, a part of the family themselves. And the people that work for those companies become more than workers. They become the brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, and sometimes they actually are. I'll leave the listeners to think about that. The best family-owned companies take on a feel and a relationship of their own, a place in the owner's life that is a different sort of kinship. These businesses are, in some ways, so much like very complex children. And you go, Brent, what do you mean by that? Well, let's think about it. You uh, highlighted the condition in and out of crisis throughout our lives. Well, in many ways, problems arise when well-meaning owners and leaders within those organizations or within their relationships with their children don't let them grow up. It's like parenting. And it's like the parenting hurdles that come up. How many times do we step in and do we want to take care of or find the answer for our children? Well, in much the same way, uh, leaders will oftentimes step in and define the answer for their business. And they've done that throughout each challenge. But now, when they are no longer around, the question is asked, as a parent, is the child ready to become a full-fledged adult? Just like, is the business ready to operate in a manner that is apart from that leader and sustainable in its own right because that leader has taken the time, the effort, the intentional thinking, the purposeful planning, the action, and the measurement to make sure that in that passing, that that company in new hands under different leadership continues to excel and accelerate because there has been so much invested in communicating the methods, the best practices, the ways in which that gets done. Many times this will be the moment of critical crisis to the organization. And we know that if someone is joining us as a client, when that has occurred post uh, passing or without planning, 
it could have been it could have been so easily avoided with a prescribed approach of think plan do measure and then we have to take that same approach but certainly much harder much more difficult uh, post than pre so we really value that preparation and planning on the part of ownership and I really want to stress the importance for a business owner to approach this objectively as, as I hear you think about I hear what you say in the business looks uh, the owner looks at the business like a child um, so I'm in my uh, my other life outside of hosting this podcast I'm with Better Business Bureau and uh, Better Business Bureau does a number of things for businesses but one of the things is people will come to BBB and file a complaint right. and when we have to deliver that complaint to a business and oftentimes that business owner will turn around and call me and you can hear the pride in their voice and the hurt, the hurt feelings that somebody would say something negative or report a negative experience like it's their kid. Yep, no doubt. Like it's their kid. So no being, being able to remove yourself for purposes of looking intentionally at the future and be objective about your business I can see is so critical, and I just want to emphasize that point that you made. So um, we're, we're running out of time, but let's talk about the impact of purposeful thinking, intentional planning, active doing, and effective man, uh, measuring, and what that, that impact looks like and the hard numbers on why it's so important that a business owner do these things. Well, your reference to hard numbers is appropriate because about 35% of Fortune 500 companies are family-controlled. Family businesses account for 64% of the U.S. gross domestic product and 62% of the country's employment. So clearly, these businesses are key to our economy. Now, what we know is that most family companies believe that they will last for generations, but the statistics tell us otherwise. You've highlighted some of those illustrations and examples in your comments of importance. And while that 30% of family-owned companies will survive into the second generation, the diminishment that occurs beyond that is significant because only 12% make it to the third generation and just 3% survive into the fourth. On average, family control over the family's core company will remain intact for just over 60 years. And statistically, while 60 years is an incredible accomplishment, most of the individuals that I work with expect their companies to be around much longer. They see a nearly indefinite future of growth and success well beyond, and they are currently operating in the third, fourth, or even fifth generations. One of the greatest pleasures that I have personally is to have had the privilege to work with a father or a mother, a grandfather or a grandmother, and now to have the same kind of intimate one-to-one -one relationship that is helping a son, a daughter, a granddaughter, a grandson, and in one case, even the great-grandson of the founder of the company be able to continue to focus on the sustainability and the evolution of that family business. So. You talked about pride. You talked about ownership. Uh, that is the reality of those that own those businesses and the privilege we have in working with them. And I'll guarantee that if you're like the business owner you referred to earlier who says, oh, if that doesn't work, go to plan B, you right. will be 97% of the businesses that do not make it. Uh, totally correct. Uh, despite our delusion under the category that you talked about, subjective thought versus objective review, no doubt about it. 
Okay. Brant Patmos, the... Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today for the Complete Leader Podcast. I understand you also have a book coming out. Absolutely. Thanks for the mention. Uh, title of the book is Beyond the Name, Preserving Love, Legacy, and Leadership in Your Family Business. It'll be out uh, May 21st and available on pre-sale on Amazon by searching the same title. So we're recording these way ahead of time. You're going to have all the information on how you can contact Brent in the show notes for this episode. And I'm guessing that the book will be out by the time this podcast uh, is released through iTunes. So uh, thank you so much. The uh, The business is Perpetual Development. His name is Brent Patmos. And you can find the contact information for him in the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if this show had an impact on you and you found it uh, useful and helpful in getting your business to the next level, would you go to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast also, if you haven't done so already, and then also, while you're there, if you would write a review for this podcast and rate it. Hopefully, we've earned five stars from you. We would be most grateful. With that, Brent, thanks again for being with us, and to the listener, thank you. Remember, this is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org. 